right. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> if everything is good. Uh, yeah. May the podcast begin. So, in new news, uh, what is currently going on is brand new Texas abortion law upholds in the Supreme Court, uh, which will stay mandated. Hopefully, it'll uphold for long periods of time. But uh, currently on the Daily Wire, as we are looking right here, Morning Wire Supreme Court upholds Texas pro-life law. China China's presence in Afghanistan, Florida, withholds salaries from school board members. So let's go ahead and check out some more. So. Currently, what is going on is on Friday, September third. What is currently going on is the uh the law in uh the abortion law in Texas is now currently state uphold, uh which is very good. It means that more things are continuing on, which is very good. Which means that luckily more lives will be saved due to this law, cause God bless Texas and everything they do. So that's a very good thing, which is going on. But uh, we also have school boards in Florida restricting the uh, wages, which is very messed up. Uh, right now, let me go ahead and get logged into my uh, let me get logged in real quick. My uh, daily wise acting a bit weird. Wow, come on, give me a second. I need to log in. Come on. Nope, I'm trying to just. Lord of mercy, come on, people. Don't let me continue to read. Alright, there we go. Okay, so, new in the Daily Wire, what is going on is currently, uh, what's going on is that Florida's restricting wages, abortion laws, so just more things, uh, currently. Give me a second. Uh, things are acting a bit weird. I'm trying to get everything sorted out right now. So let's go ahead and, uh, right now, uh, all right, all right, there we go. So news about the Texas abortion law, it's currently stayed up. So, uh, right here we are reading CNN, God bless now. My best advice to you, since we are reading CNN, I best wishes for you is to grab your crucifixes and Bibles, say a quick little prayer, dear Lord, save us from the liberalness, and uh, what's likely gonna end up, uh, we're gonna likely end up losing our minds, but hey, might as well go ahead and just watch. So, currently what we have going on is CNN, starting Wednesday, someone seeking an abortion in Texas found themselves in, dy- in a dystopia. Worthy of a brave new world. That's because Texas, with the new measure signed into law by Republican Governor Greg Abbott, has authorized any person who does not work for the state or city government to bring a civil lawsuit against any doctor who performs an abortion after six weeks, or anyone who aids or abets in the procedure. At the same time, Texas has rewritten the rules in civil lawsuits, changing where abortion providers can be forced to go to court, whether they can receive attorney fees. And when they can uh, be standing on the suit on the patient's behalf. Now, what that means is that now what's currently going on with the abortion law, many things is going to start changing, especially in Texas. But what's going to end up happening is things such as, uh, just for examples, things that are going to be changing now 
what the law is, is to sum it up to the best ability, to my best ability, is that what is going to happen is now an abortion, you are no longer allowed to abort a fetus past the, uh, past the six weeks part. So basically six weeks is when, is when the heartbeat first happens. And what ends up happening is once there's a heartbeat, then you're no longer allowed to abort it. Abortion pre-six weeks, which is the second, I can't remember what trimester is. It might be second or first trimester. I can't remember. But basically what that means is now any any baby that is six weeks in the mother's womb can no longer be aborted, which is very good. Uh, thank Lord for that happening. God bless Texas. But uh, with that kind of stuff going on, things are going to be getting worse as far as liberals go uh expect more outrage uh currently on cnn they're talking about uh they're absolutely losing it and uh actually one thing that has happened in the supreme court is that there is that uh one of the conservative uh more conservative leaning uh one of the more conservative leaning uh members on the on the supreme court had switched over to the to the liberals and joined with them for the uh, for the little vote or whatever, and it and it came down to a four to three. So the so the law is still staying because it does not violate any of the rights. Likely so because believe it or not, you have no right to kill a living being. I know it is very sad. Uh, if you wish to shed a tear, I'll give you a quick little second to shed it. All right, you had your quick little second to shed a tear. Now we're gonna continue. So this means that abortion providers could literally. Not, 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 you know, this is getting serious. We're getting serious now. All right. No more tear shedding. All right. They said literally. All right. That shit stone. That, that shit stone. Stone, bro. Written. That, that, that's more important than your testaments. True facts. It's real. So that means that, that abortion providers could be sued out of business. The same goes for anyone who knowingly helps anyone seek an abortion. So say you help seek, help someone get an abortion. Guess what? Bad news, buddy. Not gonna really. You can be sued. You can be sued or taken to jail, which is good. But uh, it's no surprise that abortion providers in this state have announced that they will stop performing abortions after six weeks. So Planned Parenthood. Uh, just one more. I'll just go with Planned Parenthood because they're the most famous. Planned Parenthood is no longer allowed to. Uh, man, my hair is irritating. Is uh no longer allowed to uh. Planned Parenthood is no longer allowed to really do things like this. They can no longer abort a fetus past six week six weeks, which is good. That is what we need. Thank God for Texas. Thank luckily. Now we're gonna continue on. It makes me that Texas is using the same playbook as Mississippi, which has its own law for the scheduled argument of the high court this year. So there's going to be more trials against uh there's gonna be more trials against uh Against the new abortion laws, for the example, the one in Mississippi is now being changed, uh, which is pretty good. So the Mississippi law is now being uh, took into uh, the Supreme Court, which isn't best, but there's a good chance they're going to win it because Texas won, Mississippi won. So if those two win, then you're most likely to see more go on. So if more people start trying to take it to the Supreme Court, good chance that the state's going to win. Thankfully, but uh, we'll continue onwards. Which of the law has been scheduled for its own argument at the high court this year? There are crucial similarities. Both laws are gutting abortion rights by exploiting what may, what many view as a weakness in the abortion rights framework. 
The idea is that states can ban abortion only after viability. The point at which survival is possible outside the womb in 1973's Roe versus uh, Roe v. Wade decision, the Supreme Court pronounced at the point was about 24 weeks of pregnancy, which if you don't know what Roe versus Wade was, it's happened in 1973. It's one of the one of the empowering woman uh, courts, the Supreme Court. And what happened was it was between if I'm right, what ended up happening was that a woman was going to court or whatever because uh, cause her husband was, uh, cause like, cause her husband was suing her for aborting the kid, in which the husband's point was that the kid was at the was at the later stages and stuff. I can't exactly remember Roe versus Wade too well. Basically, to cut it down short, what was the whole point was that what ended up happening was that the Supreme Court ruled in the woman's favor about that that she was allowed to abort the baby that was 24 weeks of pregnancy which is sad very 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 sad but what all has happened with that case is uh continue onward bioethics have been question have been questioned whether the viability framework makes sense and some supreme court justices have wondered whether it is workable given improve improvements in parental care uh and changes of earlier pre uh parental survival but beyond the superficial resemblance texas and mississippi are making a very a very different bets about the court's conservative majority and seeking a strategy for the anti-abortion, uh, the anti-abortion movement to win either way, which is actually very smart for, uh, for just strategy-wise, especially what's going on with the new uh, presidency, as you know, of, of the Biden administration, which uh, isn't the best. They haven't been doing too well, not as well as I should, but yeah, uh, but they're not exactly doing too well. But what's currently going on is. Now, what most conservative slash Republican states, such as Texas, Mississippi, things like that, what they're doing now is uh, they're going ahead and dig it into where to where now there is a conservative majority in the uh, Supreme Court, which is smart. So now they can have more, more, more hope towards them, which is good. You want that. So now to continue onwards, start with the SB8, the Texas bill that made headlines since its passage in May. In May, SB8 is more extreme version of what's known as a heartbeat bill, banning abortion when a doctor can detect fetal cardiac activity, which is just that's basically short. That's basically the long version of saying if they detect a heartbeat, can't abort it, buddy. Got to keep it. And uh, basically, what that means is things like that. So. Yes, yeah, so doctor can detect fetal cardiac activity usually around the uh, six weeks of pregnancy, but Texas lawmakers hesitated to explicitly criminalize so many abortions, especially given the odds of losing in court. Instead, the state blocked the state officials from enforcing the law and assigning the law to private citizens, dispute, uh, disputing anyone in the state to sue abortion prior to stop them from performing further abortions and collecting civil payout of 10,000 buckaroos. Now let's go ahead and continue on. It may seem strange for the state to pass a law then block a uh, then block some officials from enforcing it, but there are a method behind this madness. Which keep in mind this is CNN, so we're getting the absolute most liberal BS spewed out. Uh, so yeah, as I said, get your crucifix and Bibles and uh, pray to Lord that you keep your sanity. But uh, there is a method beyond this madness. Texas is invoking sovereign immunity, a doctrine that limits when a private citizen can sue the state. There's an exception to that rule that allows citizens to go to the state official enforcing a law. But Texas is shielding itself by arguing that no state official is allowed to do anything with SB8, which is the bill for uh, 
for abortion. New bill. So what up happened is oh sorry, it wasn't it wasn't four to three, it was five to four. I was wrong. Uh but the Supreme Court had brought this argument late Wednesday by a 5-4 to four vote. The court denied an emergency application to stop Texas law from going into effect. The court insisted that it had not reached any conclusion in consti- into the constitutionality, constitutionality of Texas law, while simply recognizing that there might be no state official for abortion providers to sue. But this distancing justices saw through the press the, the pretense... Mm, the president's chief, chief Justice John Roberts questioned the wisdom of allowing the state to insulate itself from the responsibility for implementing and enforcing the regulatory the regulatory regime, which, if I'm right, John Roberts was the one to uh, to go from the conservative side onto the liberal side, which of course is, yeah, he uh, abandoned us. But hey, quick little. Uh, F and chat or whatever if you feel like it. Cry a little liberal tear. <laughs> but uh Justice Sonia Samator called the Texas law a break a breathtaking act of defiance of the Constitution, this court presidents of the rights of women seeking abortions throughout Texas. I don't know how she got onto the Supreme Court board, but she is stupid nonetheless. There's nothing stopping other states from following the playbook Texas had developed. Mississippi, the state that uh, Mississippi, the state that produced the court's next big abortion case, is looking to ban abortions. But that is where the similarities end. Instead of a heartbeat, Mississippi is proposing fetal uh, proposing fetal pain, which is unconvincingly which unconvincingly is possible at 15 weeks. As the new dividing line. Now, state lawmakers have also quoted the kind of confrontation that Texas wants to avoid Mississippi criminalizes abortion after 15 weeks, which is unconstitutional under Kerry law. But the point is that uh, Mississippi believes that the court conservative majority will either replace the vi- the, vi- the, the the viability limit or get rid of the Roe altogether. Which Roe was the woman? Yeah. Roe v. Wade. That. But, uh, yeah, but that was my last thing. Uh, but get go ahead and have no choice but get rid of the viability and potentially go much further. Mississippi Gambit may explain why Texas law is thus far the only one of its kind. As clever as it is, many states want to ban abortions, as Texas now can, but does not want to stop there. Red state lawmakers are looking for repudiation of Roe. Denouncing the idea of a right to choose abortion is what an anti-abortion voters have longed for. Which, yes... No, you should not have an abortion. There, abortion should be basically illegal because abortion is the act of killing another human being. And you have no right to kill another human being, believe it or not. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so, in practical terms, anti-abortion lawmakers cannot seek to ban abortions nationwide. If Roe is still the law of the land, abortion foes plan to ask the court to recognize fetal uh, personhood. Under the 14th Amendment, thereby making, uh, thereby make abortions un- unconstitutional nationwide. Please let that happen. I am begging. <laughs> Reversing Roe is a necessary stop and a uh, necessary step in this progress. It appears that Texas may have devised a genius way of avoiding constitutional changes. The irony is that with the Supreme Court, red states are not afraid of the federal courts anymore. You're right, we are not. We are now looking to completely get rid of their your BS. Yeah, we're, we're looking to do that. You should, you should know that. Because abortions are evil. And if you get an abortion, you 
likely are evil if you didn't regret it. Or you might have been in a different place, mine, but still, abortions are really fucked up. But uh, it's a long run, though Texas may have had its last laugh. Abortion foes seems to believe that the Supreme Court can bring an end to the abortion wars by reversing Roe versus Wade and recognizing fetal rights. History shows us the opposite is true. The Supreme Court thought once before they could that it could sell the American abortion wars in Roe v. Wade. We all know what happened next. All right. But, uh, yeah, more or less, that's exactly what's, that's what's been going on with, uh, with just, uh, all the stuff in Texas. The abortion laws are just, they're really good. It's a really good thing that the abortion laws are changing and that Texas is going after the abortion laws. It's going after abortion, which is something we really need and that is something that is really, really good. And that is something that I feel like most people like me can agree is very good. And that's something that we definitely need more of. Because without things like that, things could get a whole bunch, just a whole bunch more bad. But, uh, but yeah, more or less, that's just, uh, that's just one of the things. But, uh. Right here, here's some uh, more stuff. So right here, uh, so right here, some that. So now, if you don't know about what's going been going on in uh, Afghanistan, Afghanistan has uh, Joe Biden has recently withdrawn all our troops from Afghanistan in a very stupid, un, a very uh, unsafety way that's got plenty of people killed. If you don't know about the 13 soldiers. The 13 soldiers that recently died, God bless their souls, may they rest in peace. Uh, what ended up happening is the poor men died due to a suicide bomber by ISIS-K. Which, of course, of course, uh, it's just stupid. What ended up happening is the poor men died, God bless them. But, uh, yeah. So now, let's just go, so now, from the Daily Wire news, uh, so we're stepping off CNN, thank you, Jesus. An American stranded in Afghanistan, we just smelled the death, left us with people wanting to kill us. So we're going to go ahead and read. An American woman trapped in Afghanistan told CNN this week that she has intense fear for her life. After she worked for the U.S. military as an interpreter for 14 years, she's now been left behind, the country, uh, left behind in the country, run by people she says wants to quote, kill us. Uh, yeah, usually if you got terrorists like the Taliban, usually you don't like the Taliban. Taliban are pretty evil, so don't. Taliban are not the best. They're not known for their kindness. So continue on with that. Speaking with CNN's Chris Cromo, the woman only identified as Sarah, which is not her real name. She does not even, she doesn't even know what to believe anymore because those who were supposed to be helping her get out of the country the last couple weeks have been fooling me for the past 10 days. Back and forth, back and forth, story after stories, which is very sad that these people, and it's not only... It's not only Americans being left behind in Afghanistan. You also have poor little young girls, which is very sad because young girls are the most, they're sadly the most, they're going to be the one of the most attacked in all of this whole debauchery is going to be that, which is very sad. But <sighs> the things that Taliban does to little girls is very despicable, is very despiteful, and honestly, it's one of the most 
ashamed things there are. They truly are pure evil. And honestly, I really have no sympathy to Joe Biden for what he's done. He's an absolute idiot, and I don't think he could depicuate the fucking difference between his testicles and the damn truth. <sighs> so, to continue onwards with this. When Kuma asked what her, bigger, what her biggest fear was right now, she responded by saying that it was her safety. Am I safe? Now the question is my life. Am I safe? Are these people safe? Sarah responded, referring to 37 other people, compromised of numerous children that she is stuck with. I don't even think they're safe because they because they will be. They're in my house uh, because they are now, uh, now more targets than ever before. Because they are living in my house. I am American. I'm a former interpreter. I worked for 14 years on what's next for us. And then to continue on with what she says, we just smell, we just smell the death. I'm afraid to let them go out or myself to go out. She continued, there's 37 of them in my house right now. And what is the next move for me? I have no idea, but I never felt like this. I went to so many different missions with the military, so many different, uh, so many different missions in different provinces. I never had a heartbeat. I never had that heartbeat like I have today. This morning, when they told me that America left, they left us to whom? The people who they were always wanting to kill us. I am not by myself. There are 37 people. This is my fear that America cannot help me. And when they're on the ground, how can they help me now when there's no one here? That's my question. Then uh, right here is a little, uh, little, a little, uh, not a little post from, uh, from Cuomo's Twitter. Here's what it says. The last flight is gone. We are left behind, says Sarah, an American citizen trying to leave Kabul. It is heartbreaking to see that with all this was going on, no one heard us. We are in danger. We need to be safe. It's heartbreaking. So Cuomo prime time. I can't remember if that's actually Cuomo. But right now, uh, right now, I ain't gonna watch the video, but it's just a clip from CNN. He talks about, uh, talks about like uh, the sadness and everything even though he voted for the man that had this happen so yeah he's kind of stupid sort of so transcript provided fnn so uh, i'm not going to say this all this but uh right now if you really do want to watch the video or whatever go to the dailywire.com it goes to the post that says american training in afghanistan we just smell the death left us people wanting to kill us uh, but yeah, uh, hold up. All right, continue onwards. Sorry, I had a little issue there. But, uh, right here, that's the end of the thing. So, sadly, sadly, all this stuff going on to, uh, the poor, poor people. Uh, hopefully they, uh, hopefully they get better. So, right here, so, I guess, so let's go ahead and, uh, look for some more stuff. So, right here, ah, so if you don't, so here's another thing. There's a ceremony for the 13 uh, troops that died. I talked about earlier. God bless their soul. What ended up happening is that there was a whole thing that uh, and more or less what happened was during the ceremony, President Joe Biden ended up uh, being very disrespectful in my opinion during when they were giving him a silence. He checked his watch multiple times during the transfer of the U.S. troops' uh, bodies. Very sadly, as I said, rest their soul.
But uh, right here, so to read the article, left-leaning news sites USA Today was forced was forced to issue a correction on the fact concerning President Joe Biden checking his watch during the dignified transfer over at Dover Air Force Base of the 13 U.S. troops killed in Afghanistan. Originally, a USA Today fact-checked seemed to run cover for Joe Biden, stating that the President of the United States did check his watch, but only after the ceremony, which is wrong if you watch the news or the video of it. It was during the ceremony. He checked it multiple times. It was uh, amazingly stupid. So, uh, let's continue on. So, if I'm right, this is from USA Today. If I'm right, I might be wrong. So Biden did appear to check his watch during his visit to Dover Air Force Base, but he did so after the dignified, okay, yeah, this is USA Today, but he did so after the dignified transfer ceremony was over. Footage leading up to the moment shows Joe Biden with his hand over his heart in about 30 seconds as fans carrying the service may remain off the tarmac. After the fans had left, Biden closed his eye briefly before dropping his arm and glancing down at his watch. All right, now to continue with the Daily Wire. After much backlash, however, the story had been updated to admit Joe Biden checked his watch multiple times during the dignified transfer. So, corrections and clarifications. This story was updated was updated on September seventh on to September seventh on September second to note that Biden checked his watch multiple times at the dignified transfer event, including the ceremony itself. The correction did read the correct. The rating on this claim has been changed from partly false to missing context. USA Today fact-checker Daniel Funk noted that Correction Friday posted a Twitter, journalists and fact-checkers are human. Yes, even me. We make mistakes, and when we do it, we correct them and try and make it right. Thing is, though, if you make a mistake that big and that stupid that you couldn't notice the President of the United States looking down at his wrist multiple times, you are an idiot. No more than that, you are an absolute idiot, and you do not deserve your job or any job or anything. You're stupid, you're dumb, and that's a dignified transfer of the poor people's corpses. You're stupid. God. As I about Fox News, the USA Today fact-checked headline changed from fact-checked. Biden honor services memory killed. Will checked his watch only after ceremony to fact-checked. Biden honor service members killed in Kabul checked his watch during ceremony. So, uh, yeah, it would have been a lot nicer if they would have got it right the first time. But, hey, we all make mistakes, I guess. You know, that's stupid. So, notably on Monday, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked about Biden checking his watch during the transfer and refused to give a direct answer. Some of the Gold Stars families have criticized the president's contact as a dignified transfer. Uh, Fox News. Jacques, uh, I like to say it's Jacques Henrich. Or Heinrich, I want to say it's Jacques. I want to say it's Jacques Heinrich. Told press secretary that there was a father of one Marine. All right, I am back from the second time. I'm sorry about that, but let's continue with that. Jacques Jacques Heinrich told press secretary that there was a father of one Marine who said the president shouldn't be checking his watch every time the flag drop transport case came by the plane, and a sister of another Marine said that it felt like a fake and scripted apology, which it was. It was fake and a scripted apology because the president probably didn't, didn't even know what happened because he's such an idiot. So, improvising her question, Heinrich asked, what was the president looking at? Well, what was the president looking at his watch? And does he have a message to the people who felt like they are offended? Saki stepped, uh, sidestepped the criticism Infused to address the question relating to the Biden look at her watch like she does best. 
Well, alright, so, well, I want to say his message to all the family members who were those, damn, God, I want to say his message to all the family members who were there, those who weren't even in the attendance, is that grief is that is that he is grateful to their sons and daughters, the sacrifice that they made to the country. Saki responded that he knows firsthand what it's like to lose a child. The fact that no one can tell you anything or say anything, that there's no words are going to fill that hole that is left by that. Giovanni, you're an absolute idiot. Especially you too, Saki. So he, so he's not. I'm not going to speak of. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to speak on the private conversations. Of course, they have the right to convey to convey whatever they would like. Saki at it, but I will tell you, for spending a lot of time with him over the last couple of days, that he is deeply impacted by these family members who we met just two days ago. He that he talks to them frequently in meetings and is an incredibly grateful. Uh, God, uh, I'm sorry if I messed up English. I'm not good at it apparently. That he talks about them frequently in meetings, and they are incredible services to their sons and daughters. That is not going to change with suffering, but as uh, but but I wanted to convey that still. So, uh, you know what? I I, don't, I feel like it's going to be hard to make this thing a whole hour, so we're going to go ahead and just cut this short to thirty minutes. But uh, I guess I'll take this time to go ahead and uh, to go ahead and say my sponsors, which is no one. It is you, the current listener. And the way you can sponsor me is by clicking follow. Click follow if you can. Uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. It very much does help me out. Especially because this is the first episode. So there will be more like this one. And probably I'll only get better from here on, hopefully. But uh, other than that, I would also like to say my Instagram. My Instagram is OK underscore Boomer underscore thy underscore yeet underscore king. That's my main account, but if you wish, you can just go to my second account, the conservative redneck. Just spelled the same way as the uh, current podcast you're listening to, but uh, I'd like to say thank you for listening in, and uh, God hope, God bless America, and uh, our president's an idiot.